Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Communion is a very solemn and holy observance. The reason is because it's all about remembering. We got to remember what he went through for us. Amen. Jesus said, whenever you have communion, do it in remembrance of me. In other words, don't just go through the motions of a ceremony, but really remember and reflect what communion truly represents. Remember that it's all about what Jesus went through when he suffered and died on the cross. The Old Testament foretold of this. In Isaiah 53, he said, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah also said in another place, and this is prophetically Jesus speaking, amen, of this time when he was actually uh, on Uh, you know, getting uh, beaten before he was actually crucified. He said, I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. Psalms 22, another prophetic passage about what Jesus went through uh, and what he was thinking and what he was feeling as he was on the cross. It said, my life is poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax melting within me. My strength has dried up like sun-baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You have laid me in the dust and left me for dead. My enemies surround me like a pack of dogs. An evil gang closes in on me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. My enemies stare at me and gloat. They divide my garments among themselves and throw dice for my clothing. And when the time came, amen, fast forwarding from these prophecies until he was actually being held in trial and standing before Pilate and then being given over to all that punishment even before he was crucified, Amen. The first thing they did was scourge him. And we saw some of this in that that clip. They scourged him. And scourging was a whipping. And the Romans were famous for not just a whip with a single whip on it. Amen. But a whip that had nine smaller whips at the end. It was called a cat of nine tails. And in each of those nine whips, they tied in pieces of bone and rock and glass and metal and they would whip and all nine of those would hit somebody's back and they would they would they were professional torturers and they would twist their wrists and pull that whip off and it would do maximum damage to the person's back and normally it was at least 39 or 40 
stripes with that whip. That's the first thing they did to him. Then they put the crown of thorns on his head. And they put a robe around him because he said he was the king of the Jews. And they mocked him. They even blindfolded him at one point. And they slapped him in the face and said, Hey, who hit you if you're the king? If you're the God, uh, a son of God, you should know who hit you. And they spit on him and they, and they mocked him and they hit him. They put a reed in his hand like a scepter. And then they grabbed it out of his hand and they hit his face with it. And they said blasphemous things to him. And about him, they made him carry his own cross, which he couldn't do all the way, but they made him try. Amen. I'd like to read something. It's, it's entitled, What is Crucifixion? And it's a medical doctor who provides a physical description of what it was. The cross is placed on the ground and the exhausted man is quickly thrown backwards with his shoulders against the wood. The legionnaire feels for the depression at the front of the wrist. He drives a heavy square wrought iron nail through the wrist deep into the wood. Quickly he moves to the other side and repeats the action, being careful not to pull the arms too tightly, but to allow some flex and movement. The cross is then lifted into place and it falls into the hole with a heavy thud. The left foot is pressed backwards against the right foot, and with the both feet extended, toes down, a nail is driven through the arch of each, living, leaving the knees flexed. The victim is now crucified. As he slowly sags down with more weight on the nails and the wrists, excruciating fiery pain shoots along the fingers and up the arms to explode in the brain. The nails and the wrists are putting pressure on the median nerves. As he pushes himself upward to avoid this stretching torment, he places his full weight on the nail through his feet. Again, he feels the searing agony of the nail tearing through the nerves between the bones of his feet. As the arms fatigue, cramps sweep through his muscles, knotting them in deep, relentless, and throbbing pain. With these cramps comes the inability to push himself upward to breathe. Air can be drawn into the lungs, but not exhaled. He fights to raise himself in order to get even one small breath. Finally, carbon dioxide builds up in the lungs and in the bloodstream and the cramps partially subside. Spasmodically, he's able to push himself upward to exhale and bring in life-giving oxygen. He endures hours of limitless pain, cycles of twisting, joint-rending cramps, intermittent partial asphyxiation, and searing pain as tissues are torn from his lacerated back as he moves up and down against the rough timber. Then another agony begins, a deep crushing pain deep in the chest as the pericardium slowly fills with serum and begins to compress the heart. It is now almost over. The loss of tissue fluids has reached a critical level. The compressed heart is struggling to pump heavy, thick, sluggish blood into the tissues. The tortured lungs are making frantic effort to grasp the gas in small gulps of air, he can feel the chill of death creeping through his tissues. Finally, he allows his body to die. All of this, the Bible records with the simple words, and they crucified him. What wondrous love is this, that a God, the Creator, would agree to, would submit to, and would take pleasure in rescuing the likes of you and I.
Amen. Why did he do it? What kept him on the cross? There wasn't those three nails. There's no way. The thing we need to remember the most about this, amen, that he did all of that. He endured all of that. He suffered all of that just for us and because of us. Amen. Romans 5.8 says, God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Commendeth means God showed his love. God demonstrated his love. God proved his love to us that he died for us. Amen. John said it in 1 John 3, Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. It was love that drove him. It was love that moved him. It was his love for us that motivated him to stay the course and finish the mission he was sent to do. You see, when we symbolically partake of his body and blood this morning in communion, we are remembering and acknowledging all that he did for us. That's why it's a solemn occasion. That's why it's a holy occasion. That's why it's a special occasion. Amen. Remembering the way we should remember should keep us humble people, not just today, but all through the year. Amen. Remembering the, uh, this the way we should would keep, should keep our hearts full of gratitude for, for God becoming a man and subjecting himself to that just for us. Amen. Remembering the way we should should keep us focused on what we should be doing for Him and His kingdom every single day. Remembering this should cause us to want to do His will and please Him always. His body was broken for our healing. His blood was shed for our forgiveness. That is all we need this morning when you think about it. If I have healing and I have forgiveness... I, if I have healing from my body and my mind and my emotions, amen, every part of me, and if I have forgiveness, I have everything. That's all I need. Praise God. Praise God. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.